0: You're listening to Flint Co Forward, our ecosystem of innovation.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Flintco Forward. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern, and today on the podcast, we're going to be discussing the rich history of work that Flintco has done in Native American territories, and we're also going to be discussing and looking forward to the continued partnership that they have within that community. And joining me to talk about this is Vernell Chase. She's the Director of Tribal Relations for Flintco. Vernell, thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. Absolutely. And Steve E. Conger is joining us as well. He's the Vice President, Area Manager for FlintCo. Steve, thank you for being here as well.
0: Yeah, thank you, Tyler. Glad to be here.
1: Absolutely. And so I'm really excited to get to explore this topic with you guys today because this is really a, a fascinating area to dive into and really gets into the history of FlintCo as a company. So I want to talk about the roots that FlintCo has in the Native American community and the Cherokee heritage that it has. And, and Vernell, I was wondering if you could just speak a little bit to that.
2: Yes, Um, Flicka was founded in 1908 by the Flint family. We were third-generation-owned up until 2012, and um, we were acquired by Albarisi, and it was a unique um, acquisition in the sense that we um, had many of the same um, mission and goals um, for our company. Um, We were acquired by a third-generation-owned company, and um, it aligned with the same uh, goals and construction across the country, but very specifically for this niche.
1: Absolutely. And Steve, you've been uh, with Flintco now for a little bit over a year, but uh, just in your time there, you've seen the importance for Flintco to maintain this close connection to this community.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, at Flintco, we, we talk a lot about our heritage um, and um, the history that we have. Um, we hold it, you know, pretty close. And so, you know, continuing to do this, it, you know, it's not only a big part of our work program, but it's, you know, it's kind of, it's a part of, you know, the history of the company. It's a part of uh, where we're continuing to go.
1: Absolutely. And Vernell, you know, y- your position is, you know, directly related to making sure that relations within uh, Flint Co. And, uh, and over to the tribes are all, you know, it- it's-, it's a relationship that is continued to be building and to continue to be positive. So this is obviously a- an emphasis that the company is placing on making sure that relationships stay strong between the company and these tribes.
2: Yes, most definitely. Um, we say although we lost our Indian ownership, we did not lose our culture and we maintain that. And uh, obviously the role of director of tribal relations is vast from business development to public relations to overseeing our American Indian initiatives within our company, which align w- with uh, Alba as
1: well. Absolutely. So when when you take on construction projects uh, in Native American lands, there are intricacies and there are things that make it unique um, that maybe people might not necessarily be aware of. What are some of these intricacies um, that you have to be aware of as a company that uh, works so closely with these tribes?
2: Understanding the unique laws of Sovereign immunity laws and the lands for which we build and aligning our goals with the tribe's goals in terms of um, utilization, every project, whether it's on sovereign lands or not, we... It's the goal to meet the budget quality and schedule on sovereign lands. There's a utilization component that starts with the qualification of the Indian owned businesses and utilizing them in some capacity on the project, uh, as well as the workforce. The tribes across the country have made major investments into their workforce. And now we see the expectations of the utilization of the businesses of some capacity.
1: And Steve, just from your perspective as someone that is a little more new to this aspect of the business, how has this been for you? Uh, just kind of getting up to speed and learning these intricacies and these laws that that kind of differ depending on where you're working.
0: You know, I think that's one of the unique pieces with this. Is um, although you know we may lump it into um, our Native American work or work for different um, different groups um, that support Native American groups. Every, there, there is no one size fits all. Um, every location that we're in, every different tribe that we work with, um, they have you know unique unique rules, but also unique desires um, and unique ways that they want the projects um, to move forward. So that that's part is you know as Vernell said, there's 575 tribes across the um, across the country, and so each one of these, it's um, there, there's a great learning curve that that we have to put into it, and you know having done this for so many years. In a lot of the major areas, we've, we've got through that learning curve, but it, you know, it never stops. Um, it's a good piece that we're continuing to try and learn.
2: Yeah, I think one thing to you know that's crucial to understand is the funding and the reporting requirements, the and the delivery methods for these projects and the sophistication of the tribes in terms of how they want their facilities. It's our goal at Flintco to continue to give best value once we understand where the the owner is at and and where they want to be. Um, you know, some of these projects that we we are currently working on have been in the works for 40 to 50 years, and so when we talk about healthcare being all obligated for an area, it's so impactful and powerful what we're doing, not only bringing healthcare to the areas, but we're bringing, we're, we're pumping economy into these areas um, through uh, job opportunities as well as peripheral opportunities, um, catering, uh, services within a community that they can provide for the workforce,
0: the mm. individuals
2: that we bring in.
0: You know, many of the ones that we're involved in, um, especially Vanel was talking about some of the healthcare ones that, that are in remote areas, you know, they're not only the healthcare resource that that group will have in that area, they become a community center um, because yes. they they supply so many of the services and just so many of the it's the space that people can meet in. Um, and so there's a really deep connection with with the whole community for the projects where where these projects are built.
1: That's a really good point, and something I, I suppose I hadn't even uh, hadn't even considered yet at this point. And, and Steve, you actually got to attend your first groundbreaking for a Native American I healthcare did. project earlier this year. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that experience. What what was that like for you, and what did you maybe learn from uh, from going through that experience?
0: Sure, absolutely. It's um, you know, I, I've been to a lot of groundbreakings in my career, um, and this one. Um, it it was just it was unique, and so um, it was about four hours long, and it wasn't just a groundbreaking. It was it was a community event. So the people that were there weren't just you know officials that had been involved in the job. They were community members. They had been they were people who had been trying to get this project built for over forty years in this area, and so there were um, there was a lot of you know a lot of talk during the groundbreaking and after the groundbreaking about what this was going to bring to the community, and then at, at the end of it. You know, they, um, they actually had, a, they had food out and, and fed everybody that was there. And it was again, it was just a really, it was just a much bigger tie to the community than you see on a lot of projects
1: that's really fascinating and just um i appreciate that that community aspect and, and i guess that gives uh maybe the sense of the work that you do in these particular cases uh maybe a little bit more weight it uh, brings a little bit added meaning to the work that you're doing i suppose beyond just building a building but you're really building a place for people um that uh that's necessary but as you mentioned also a meeting place also a place for community and that carries some added weight for
2: yes you know and uh, for one particular project we're bringing utilities and services into an area that didn't have those um you know this is going to be the heartbeat of this particular community and um as we you know as, as steve had indicated um the, the groundbreaking, four hours long. Um, we have found that it's essential to keep the community updated on what's happening in their project, on their project, and they take that ownership early on and they become our eyes and ears for that project, for security, vandalism, you name it. Um, the sooner we meet the community, we found that or we're welcomed in and um, we get to be a part of something bigger than just bringing a state of the art healthcare facility or education facility to these areas. and. Um, um, it, it's in the gratitude that you feel is just overwhelming and like I said it's it's so much it feels more powerful than it does these the facilities that go up we, we see coming up all around us in urban mm-hmm. areas um, back to that the utilization component and the pride that comes out into those facilities.
1: You know, one of the things that stands out just as we're having this conversation is that maybe some other companies would view uh, the unique aspects of knowing all of the different laws and knowing all of the different things that make building um, in nat- on Native American lands uh, different. Uh, they might view those as um, maybe obstacles to overcome, whereas Flinko is really because of your heritage and because of the way that the company has been built uh, with this emphasis on community uh it feels like Flintco is embracing these things more so than viewing them as obstacles to overcome and i think that that uh, really plays a big part in the success of what you're able to do within these communities
2: oh yes most definitely um in in being supported from the very top of our company and throughout you do there's a more sense than a rewarding um in this and like he said we embrace it uh it's what it's our differentiator we have followed the funding and the growth in indian country for 30 years for the most part um the united states government fulfilling its treaty obligations to the tribes work with the tribes fund fund they would tell the tribes what they were going to get when they were going to get it and how they're going to get it Um, for 20 plus years Flintco worked in Indian country for the federal government but we're very proud and honored to be working directly for the tribes to bring the services that are much needed um, in remote location as well as in urban locations and we feel we've got that formula figured out which is always a little <laughs> bit uh, you're, you're dialing in a little more and more as our tribes are becoming more sophisticated mm-hmm. and the business acumen is, is there um, on what they want and how to get it in actual serving the needs of their people.
1: Absolutely. Now, what does that mean for them, uh, for, I suppose, the construction on these lanes moving forward and for the projects that you're working on? Do you expect to see uh, more and more, I guess, increased output as they do take more ownership of their services like healthcare and education?
2: Yes, most definitely. As our tribes are becoming truly sovereign and beginning to fund and govern themselves, we're seeing them take the steps forward in in building their own facilities, from community centers to veteran centers, um, as well as the services, education, healthcare. Um, so it's it's going to continue to grow and um, continue to serve their true and unique needs in these areas.
1: And Steve, one of the other emphasis uh, that that you guys at Flintco place um, when you're doing these projects is ensuring that you are empowering uh, Native American owned businesses and, and empowering these local communities. How do you go about doing that? And why is that such an important thing to do?
0: Well, there's a couple reasons why it's so important. There are certainly some regulatory pieces that have driven um, some of the development of those businesses because it's the net, net, on the different reservations, they definitely want to utilize their own folks. But what we've also found is a lot of these projects that, you know, they are, they're not in urban areas, they are in remote areas. And to be able to build these projects successfully, you have to have the people that live in those areas, be involved in the construction of them, uh, people that are really invested in making sure this project is a success involved in building them. And so that's where, while there are regulatory pieces we have to follow um, of using uh, Native American-owned businesses or, or at least including them in the procurement process, it's we don't do it just because of are regulatory. We do it because they perform very well and they do a great job on those projects because they're so invested in making sure those jobs are successful.
2: Yeah, who better to be building the facilities in these areas than, than the end user? These right. are individuals that hire their people. They build and grow and goodness knows the courage it takes to start your own business and go out on your own with, you know, you've identified a niche and you're going to fill it. It only makes sense for us to support these individuals.
1: Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, and we've kind of talked a little bit about this, what you're doing is building buildings, but it's, you know, it's keeping people at the heart of what you do that, you know, has kind of made Flintco Flintco and created the culture that you have there. And part of what makes you so successful
2: Yes, exactly. We're a part of rebuilding, building communities and supporting um, those where we
1: work. Absolutely. Now, Vernell, you've been uh, kind of in this position and in this role now for, for a while. And so you've gotten to see just how things have developed over the years. Give us an idea of where things were you know, when you started to where they are now in terms of the projects that you're doing and the way that you're engaging these communities.
2: I am a 25-year employee of Flink And something that I'm very proud to mention is that Flintco Co. has always supported utilization. I was hired um, from our Tribal Employment Rights Office on the two healthcare facilities that Flintco built on the Fort Belknap Indian Reservation, one on our north side of the reservation, one on the south. And um, I was hired and I was given the opportunity to travel with the company. So I spent about 16 years in the field on healthcare and education facilities. And one of the things is, Flintco continued to just look and identify ways to meet the goals of the tribes. Um, for the first, I would venture to say, ten years, it was focused on utilization of manpower. And as we've seen, the tribes take ownership and starting to build their own facilities and fund their own projects. We're seeing the the utilization of the businesses. And when when the federal government was providing the funding and oversight for the projects, there was Indian preference. And that's just the way that the laws on these sovereign lands are. Um, but as the tribes specifically start funding their projects, they get to have tribal-specific preferences. And so we've worked with the tribes on how to meet those goals and across the country, whether it's um, on-the-job training or working on the front end for safety. Uh, safety is a huge component of, of building in these remote locations um, facilities. Facilities aren't, um, healthcare facilities aren't nearby. So we have to ensure that our projects and our our members on the, the, the workforce is, are safe and conducting themselves in a manner that protects everybody. And so we come in and provide safety trainings on the front end. Um, so when the construction actually takes place, these individuals are noted for having taken the initiative to prepare themselves for the construction projects coming in. So we've seen, seen that um, growth in the tribes investing in their workforces. Um, and so now when we come in, the workforce and the contractors are go ready. And so we've seen that growth. Um, There's not as much um, hands-on needed because the tribes have already prepared for what's coming.
1: Absolutely. So, Steve, we've kind of talked about the the past and you know how Flintco has you know formed its company around uh, around this community, and we've talked about the present, you know, and kind of brought us up to what's going on. What excites you about the future, and as you continue to develop and continue to grow and continue to work within these communities, what excites you about uh, about the next several years?
0: The most exciting piece is um, where uh, where the business is going and where where the tribes have gotten to of uh, being. A very sophisticated um, operators, very sophisticated buyers of construction, and seeing the new procurement methods they're starting to use. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the, you know, historically this work might have been uh, design bid build, where it's fully designed and then someone bids it and then we go and build it. Um, but we're seeing a lot of the tribes really move to uh, procurement methods that are um, much more progressive. Um, Design build is a big piece that we're starting to see used and it's a part that we really enjoy doing because we're able to bring um, great design teams that also have Native American experience team them up with with ourselves and provide that what what the client really needs at the end of the day for the most cost effective um, through the called most cost effective process the most schedule effective process um, it's a it's a method we really enjoy using and so we're starting to see those being used more and more and as as Vernel had said earlier over the years the tries to become much more sophisticated in in their business acumen and. It's exciting for us to see that, and there's just so much opportunity that's out there.
1: So the final question today before we re- really wrap things up uh, is I kind of want to know a little bit more about how Flint Co. gives back uh, to these communities and stays involved in that way because I know that that's a large emphasis for you as well.
2: Oh, yes, most definitely. Um, One of the things that makes uh, FlintCo unique as a contractor um, in this very unique uh, market sector is that the position of the Director of Tribal Relations. uh, It allows um, that position, FlintCo allows that position to come in on the front end, identify what is needed in order to get a a project kicked off. And for one particular project, um, I was given the... uh, opportunity to work with the tribe and the state funding entity on a grant that we received in order to get the the project moving forward Um, very technical facility with a lot of technical MEP systems and whatnot Um, and I was able to work with the tribe and taking ownership of that facility helping them to write job description uh, for what was needed because this facility was much more than they had been used to uh, operating and maintaining on their own um, to be able to work and meet with tribal council um, in order to, uh, for them to understand what was going to be needed for the next 10 years in in owning this building. Um, That's a very unique aspect um, that FlintCo does, as well as areas where we um, provide scholarships in Indian country for American Indians going into the construction industry. That's um, We now have individuals that are working with us that came from scholarships to internships, and now are uh, executives within our organization.
1: Yeah, that's really amazing how you, uh, you know, using these scholarships and that sort of thing, you almost create a cycle where you bring people into what you're doing and make them a a larger part of the overall project. And I think that that's really an amazing testament to what FlintCODE does and how you have an impact on the community.
2: Yes, most definitely. And when we go to meet with tribes, it's tribal members meeting with decision makers and it's a a comfort level. We have a common ground and we start at a different level and initiate our conversations on how to bring best value or bring a project to fruition.
1: Well, Vernell and Steve, thank you so much for joining me today to talk a little bit more about what Flintco does in the Native American communities and how uh, work and construction has continued to grow and, uh, and explaining the past, present, and future of Flintco's relationship within these communities. So, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to me today. Thank you. Glad to be here, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. It was an honor. For more podcasts from FlintCo, subscribe to FlintCo Forward on iTunes or Spotify, or you can always head to marketscale.com and check out more from FlintCo and more content just like it. Thank you all so much for listening. I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. We'll talk again soon.